game called Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Okay, so if you haven't played a game called Would You Rather, what it is is I say two options, and you have to raise your hand for which option you would prefer, right? Are you tracking? Makes sense? Okay, so for example, would you rather pee your pants in the middle of New York City, or would you rather pee your pants in your high school quad? Raise your hand if you'd rather pee your pants in the middle of New York City. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay, raise your hand if you'd rather pee your pants um, in the quad of your high school. Oh my gosh. You guys chose the right one. If there was a win in this one, you guys chose the right one. Except I still had to, whatever. Um, okay, so let's play again. Um, would you rather eat Chick-fil-A or would you rather eat it in and out? Raise your hand if you'd rather eat Chick-fil-A. Okay, would you rather eat it in and out? Okay. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Interesting. Raise your hand if you didn't pick one, if you couldn't decide. Okay. You guys are cheaters because it's not, you have to pick one. You have to pick. Okay. In and out or Chick fil A? Pick quick. Okay. Great. So that's how the game works. You have to choose one, okay? You can't, you can't play this would you neither game. It's you choose one of them. Let's try again. Would you rather make a baby cry or kick a puppy? Raise your hand if you'd rather make a baby cry. Okay. Would you rather kick a puppy? Oh my gosh. You guys. Wow. I'd rather kick a puppy if you're wondering. Um, um, okay, so usually um, girls are pretty good at this game because girls are like, they ask questions to kind of get people talking, to talk to one another, maybe communicate a little more. But boys, you guys are terrible at this game. I mean, terrible. You guys come up with questions to like win, and it's not a game where you win or lose, right? It's not so... All that to say, you guys are, oh my gosh, I'm going to come over there and just rip you to shreds pretty soon here, bud. Um, okay, so, boys, you guys come up with questions that are like, um, that are, that make people choose, like, I've heard a boy before ask um, through like this little giggle, um, <laughs> would you rather eat ice cream or burn to death? Those are not, of course you'd choose ice cream, right? So boys, you guys are terrible. You're terrible at this question. You don't have to win, okay? You don't have to win. And let me help you out just like a little bit here, guys. If you win, not everything's about winning. Girls don't always think it's like awesome or cool or whatever to win everything, okay? You tracking with me? That's like love tips from Tori down in HSM. You got it? Boys, you don't have to win everything. And then you don't have to punch girls in the arm after you win. It's not cool. You're a dork. Amen. It doesn't? Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. So how many of you guys, show me one more time. How many of you guys have played Would You Rather before tonight? Okay, great. That's what I thought. So it's not a new game to us, right? It's not something like I didn't come up with something genius here, right? It's not, it's not new. Um, if you don't realize, we play Would You Rather in our heads on a daily basis, right? Would you rather wake up and go to school or sleep in? Would you rather watch American Idol or do your homework? Would you rather eat 
Doritos for dinner or broccoli for dinner. We play it on a, totally, I'm with you on that one 100%, but we play Would You Rather on a daily basis, multiple times a day. Um, it's been around a long time, and it might sound a little bit strange, but um, if you ask me, I think that Jesus might have been the person to start Would You Rather. Um, when Jesus came, he proposed a question. Would you rather live a life that follows Jesus, or would you rather not? Would you rather live um, according to his rules and hopes and prayers for us, or would you rather um, live life the world's way and what the world has in store for us? So um, would you rather live by the standards of Jesus or by the standards of the world? And I'm sure that he has a preferred answer. Great, I love that. Front row yelling Jesus. You know the right answer to everything. Um, so I'm sure that he has a preferred answer um, for us, but because he's filled with love and grace, he allows us to choose which we would rather, just like we allowed you guys to choose Chick-fil-A in and out right? It's the same concept. Jesus allows us to choose and make our own decisions. Um, so... As we, we think of people who choose Jesus, we think of people who um, decide to live a life according to God's purpose and plan for us. What do you guys think that that term is? What are people who choose to, like, follow Jesus? What is that? What's that? Disciples. Okay, good. Christians. Right on. So smart. Um, okay, so Christians is what I was thinking, but... I think the, the term Christian gets overused so much that maybe some of us in this room don't even really know, we wouldn't know how to explain Christian or we wouldn't know how to define like, yes, I'm a Christian, but what does that mean? Um, so just because we um, go to church doesn't mean necessarily that we're a Christian or just because our parents go to church doesn't mean that we're a Christian, right? If our parents... Um, worked at McDonald's, that would not make us a Big Mac, would it? No. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, it wouldn't. Um, so just because our parents come to church and just because our parents are Christians does not mean that we're Christians. But to be a Christian and to choose to follow Jesus is a personal decision. It's not anything that your parents can choose for you or that um, friends or going to church um, can choose for you. So choosing to follow Jesus is a choice. Um, a would you rather? Would you rather live with Jesus or would you rather live a life without Jesus? So for some of us, playing the Christian role is um, maybe coming to church or singing songs on the weekends or um, knowing some of the key words that Christians use, um, blessing and um, savior and cross and hallelujah and maybe Christian, maybe you think Christian is someone who puts their hands in the air while they're singing, but that's not necessarily what a Christian is. Um, so let me ask you another question. Let me ask you, what does Christian look like when you're outside of church? What does Christian look like um, when you're outside of camp? What does it look like when you're not singing songs? What does it look like when you're not in this room? Um, let me go a little bit more personal to you guys. Are you really drawn to Jesus, or are you drawn to playing the part? Um, are you drawn to Jesus, or are you drawn to playing the part? Being drawn to Jesus is being drawn to what he desires for us, of you. Um, 
He wants a life for you that is rich with joy. Um, And if we choose to play a would you rather game and choose to live a life that follows Jesus um, and not to live a life that follows the world's way, he asks of us one simple command. And um, that command is to love others. So in John 13, 35, Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. So Jesus commands us to love one another, right? So easy, right? Guys, that is like the hardest thing to do ever. Loving one another is so hard. It's not so easy. And if you're nodding along like, yeah, that's really easy, then you're probably not listening to me, and that's fine. But loving people is hard, and it is among a few other commandments like don't murder people and don't commit adultery. And I think we're all in the clear on those ones. Um, don't murder people, we're obviously, none of us are going to go out right now and murder people, and don't commit adultery, half of you in the room don't even know what that is, so we can't do that, so that's great. Um, But Jesus tells us to do one simple command, straight from Jesus to his followers, Um, but why is it so hard to do? Why is loving each other, why is loving people in this room, why is loving people outside of this room so hard to do? Um, I think one of the reasons that it's so hard to do is because um, we're all so incredibly different, right? None of us in this room are just alike. Um, And that's a really beautiful thing, but that also creates a lot of conflict too. And that's what I think makes loving people hard to do is that we're all so different. Um, And just because I work in high school ministry or work at a church or just because I'm standing up here does not mean that I have it all together. It does not mean that loving people comes easy to me at all. I totally understand. It is really, really hard to love people. It's really hard to love that annoying girl that sits behind you in one of your classes when all you want to do is like pull her hair and cut it off with scissors, right? I totally get it. It's really really hard to love her. Um, It's really hard to love your little brother, right, or your little sister when it would be so much easier to, like, shove him in a closet and never have to deal with him again, right? Yeah. Um, Or maybe for some of us, it's really hard to love Justin Herman because he has so many tattoos. Ugh. It would be so much easier to just take an eraser to his tattoos, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you love him a little bit more? Maybe it's just me. Um, I think someone took an eraser to his head already, though, so it'd be kind of mean to take an eraser to his tattoo. Um, so last week, um, last week in high school ministry, we were proposed a question, and um, I think you guys out there are just as smart as some of the high school students down in high school ministry, so I want to propose the same question to you. You guys think you can handle it? Okay. So the question is, what does love require of you? What does love require of you? If you have chosen to follow Jesus versus choosing to follow the world, then you are called to love people. Um, You're called to love yourself, which is hard sometimes, but you're also called to love people. Um, So loving other people means that you don't you don't do anything to intentionally hurt them. You don't do anything to, to make them feel pain or hurt. Um, but when Jesus interacted with people, Jesus knew their story. He knew what they had walked through. He knew what they had gone through. And he was able to see them um, with different eyes than maybe how we see people who are hard to love. He was able to see them um, through eyes of love. Um, 
And he saw them with extreme care because he knew their story. So maybe next time you interact with someone that you find difficult to love, um, try to keep in mind that they have a story. All of us in this room have a story, whether it's a story we don't choose to talk about or a story that we try to pretend isn't our own or um, whatever it may be, all of us in this room have a story. And um, if we could try to take on the eyes of Jesus and to love people like we already knew their story, maybe that would be following the command that he told us. Do you guys remember the command, the one command that Jesus told us to do? What was it? Love others, right? So maybe if we saw people through eyes of love and maybe if we looked at the annoying girl in our class or whatever and maybe if we looked at her with, um, with thinking, what if I knew her story and what if I knew why she was so annoying? Um, maybe it would be a little bit easier to love people like Jesus did. Do you guys think so? Yeah? No? Okay. Um, so there's a senior girl in our ministry and um, she, I'm not going to tell you her name, but she is um, snotty and rude, and she sometimes doesn't like to talk to people. She doesn't give people the time of day. Um, she is hard to love. She, um, she probably wouldn't let you get to know her because she doesn't give you the time of day. But if you did get to know her, you might come to find that um, she has never met her dad, and she lives with her mom, but her mom works seven days a week. Um, and so her mom doesn't know her. She doesn't know her mom. She is snotty and rude and doesn't give people the time of day because she doesn't feel known and she doesn't feel like she deserves to be known. And so that's why she puts on this front. So um, when we see those people, when we see this, this senior girl who's maybe snotty or rude and next time we want to write them off and, and just think that they're um, rude or whatever, maybe we should try to see them with eyes of love, right? Maybe we should try to um, do the one thing that Jesus has told us to do, which is um, love one another just as he has loved us. There is a freshman boy in our ministry um, who is seen as a weirdo. He is seen as kind of like the quiet, weird kid that sits in the back. He doesn't talk to people. He answers with like a yes or a no. He doesn't go into more detail than that. Um, he always has his headphones on and he's not interacting with people. Um, but maybe if you took the time to get to know him, you might find out that he doesn't interact with people because he recently lost his brother and he doesn't want to let people too close because he, he knows the feeling of loss and he doesn't want to let people in. So if we saw him through eyes of love and through eyes like Jesus had, maybe we could love him a little bit more by knowing his story. Um, there's another girl who might be like the girl in that math class who's loud and obnoxious and she loves attention and she doesn't like talking about anything but herself. Um, she is hard to love and she has a story. And if you got to know her story and if you tried to love her, you might realize that, that she lives in a home with an abusive father and she is not given the time of day. Um, she doesn't feel worthy of love. She doesn't feel accepted. And so she tries to be loud and obnoxious to get all the attention that maybe her father or her parents don't give her. She has a broken story. And if we knew her story and if we tried to get to know her a little bit, we might see that it's all um, a front. And we might see her through eyes that Jesus had and love her. Um, so Jesus says, again, a new commandment I give to you, that you would love one another just as I, has loved, I have loved you. 
So next time you have a hard, um, a hard time loving people in your life, maybe you can think of someone off the top of your head right now. Don't be like elbowing the person next to you, whispering who it is or anything. Um, but try to love them like Jesus did. Try to keep in mind that they have a story and they might be annoying or shy or obnoxious because of their broken story and because of um, what they've had to go through and what they've had to endure in their life. Um, and just remember that Jesus loves them just as much as he loves you. And he died for them just like he died for you. Um, so as you go about your week, um, when you're at school, when you're with your family, whatever it might be, try to remember the one question. We left the high schoolers with the same question last week, and we'll, we'll leave it with you again this week. But what does love require of you? We're going to have some time to reflect and to think on that. And um, maybe you guys could go to the prayer wall and maybe write out your prayers or write down the person that you want to commit to um, seeing through, through eyes that Jesus saw them. Um, maybe try to get to know their story. But pray for those people in your life who are hard to love. So will you guys pray with me? Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for the gift of being alive another day. Um, and we thank you for, um, for the life that you have in store for us if we choose to follow you. And we thank you that you desire joy and that you want us to love people. And so we pray that as we go on throughout our week that you would help us um, see through your eyes and that you would help us love people better. So we love you, Lord, and we pray these things in your name. Amen.
All right, you guys, so why don't you go ahead and give it up for Tori? That was awesome. Awesome. It's so cool seeing you guys respond and pray and just cry out to God. It's so awesome. We're glad you guys were here this week. Um, you guys are free to go. Have a great rest of your week. Leaders are here to pray for you if you need. So thank you guys.